Good evening. Good evening, we sir. We will call the meeting of the Labor County Board of Commissioners to order. July 7th, 2020, our first meeting of the month. Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Uh, yes, sir, it has. Thank you, sir. I see evidence there. Mr. Parker, good to see you. I've asked our new assistant county administrator, Mr. Joe Mosel, if he would lead us in our invocation and our pledge. Please stand for our invocation and our pledge, please. <clears throat> Let us pray. Gracious God, we are so mindful of your bountiful blessings. We thank you for this day and all that you have done. We ask for your divine wisdom and insight as this body deliberate on the business of this community. Be with them and strengthen them. This we thank you for in the powerful and penetrating name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Let's prepare for the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, sir. Getting you more and more broke in. <laughs> Can y'all understand what I'm saying with this mask on? No, sir. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, well, just don't, just don't look to your left or right. Yeah, all right, sir. <laughs> have to get a surgical mask next time. Yeah. All right. Uh, our minutes for the month of June would need our approval. Have we had time to review those? I had to stand on my head and look at them, to be honest with you, but I believe they were in pretty good shape. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Whatever it takes. Uh, will you translate that into a motion, please, sir? Yes, sir. I'll make a motion for the minutes. For the month of June. Is there a second to that motion? Second. Any further discussion? There being none, all in favor of approving the uh, <clears throat> minutes for the month of June, let me know by raising your right hands, please. All right, the minutes are approved. Okay. Right on into our new business. We go. We start at five minutes late, and I promise you we'll make up for it unless somebody gets long-winded tonight. All right. Hospital barn refinancing. Mr. Trey Monroe, Mr. Dave Lucas. Hello. Good to see you back in God's country again. Good to be back down here. Sir. Yeah, sir. Uh, Trey, I make the trip, but I'm on Okay. Good to see the hospital authority chairman, Mr. James Rogers, here. And of course, the CFO, my penny pincher back there, <laughs> Mr. Derek Rozier. Good to have you guys here. Ms. Mims told me to let you know that she would have been here, but we were trying to moderate the number of people in the audience, so she opted out. She left it in the hands of, capable hands of those two gentlemen out there. So. Okay, we got you on speakerphone, Trey. Out. I think Joey has already uh, given you all a summary of the two uh, proposals we've got here, and I'd call your attention to that, but the interest rates, I have to take this off, I'm afraid. Interest rates have gotten to more than historic lows. They're all-time lows. The hospital authority has three issues <clears throat> with an interest rate of 2.82%, and they total about $16,500,000. And with the rates where they are now, we think that the current market would be about 1.6%. But you would save a little over 1%. And that would equate to $100,000 a year uh, for the 12 years left. Uh, the bonds could actually pay <coughs> off a year early with a debt service reserve that's in effect. So those savings are significant. It's about 5.5% of the issue, which is a, a very good savings. And the process, we would ask the commission to uh, let us go forward with the help of the 
county attorney and the hospital's attorney to get it ready to go to market. But we think that we can get it closed in August. Uh, the first time these bonds were callable was this coming August. We can't get it closed by then. We think we can by September the 1st. And that would equate to some savings. <clears throat> of course, the county guarantees these bonds for the hospital. So by reducing the interest rate, it reduces your exposure. Uh, that's the first uh, refunding. The second is on the Public Facilities Authority. When we talked with uh, uh, Kim and Joey, they said, is there anything else we can save? And we looked at all your other issues, and the one issue that you can is on the Justice Center bonds. Uh, the original rate was 4.15%. Uh, in 2017, you reduced it to 2.62%. Uh, uh, these bonds only go out to 2028, but we think there's savings there of about $75,000 a year or $600,000 over the life. You've already had significant savings from the 17 refunding. <clears throat> this would help you an additional uh, $600,000 total. But this would not extend any issue. They'd still be paid off on the regular uh, retirement day. Mm -hmm. Okay. We hadn't too long talked about the Justice Center. Yeah, so thank you for raising that question, sir. Yeah. Okay. We just talked about that. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a good-looking facility. I came by it coming in from Macon, and it sure looks nice. Thank you, sir. That, that would be two different. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Two different. Uh, transactions, transactions, yes. Transactions. Mm -hmm. right, the Hospital Authority bonds <clears throat> are issued under the Hospital Authority's Law of Georgia, and then the uh, uh, Justice Center bonds were issued through the Public Facilities Authority. I'm going to ask a question, and I hope it's not too much out of line. And I, it with the with the expansion, Joy and, and Mr. Chairman, on on the fire stations, and we're building those. What what avenues left there for us to? I mean, it's going to take some period of time to 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 fund those. And um, you think that'd be something worth looking at? Yes, sir. You've actually got uh, a uh, documents coming to you to fund the fire station, the island station, the, the difference between the splash and the uh, pavement there. Uh, I want to think that's roughly half a million dollars. The only station that's not funded at this point would be the main station mm -hmm. uh, to be designed at Miller Park, and that could be something you may want to strongly consider uh, trying to do something on. We talked a little bit about that. That <coughs> possibly the road department mm -hmm. for some of that. But, uh, but yes, sir. I just um, was thinking about that, and and I know we're, it's not going to be the last one we built. Mm -hmm. But I mean that is not. I'm not a finance guy. I have a real good friend that's a finance guy, and he's sitting back here. So I know that. <laughs> I know if you can save, you save. Looks like a pretty good situation well and I might say that interest rates are down earlier this year we looked at it and rates went back up after the the pandemic hit but they're back down some and the market's getting more receptive <coughs> so this is a good time to look at it um, but in 18 interest rates were up the Federal Reserve did stop dr start dropping rates in 19 but they really didn't drop until all of the the various stimulus acts came in and, and they really <coughs> dropping well, well I say April May Mm -hmm. Now, excuse me, um, are these fixed rates? Yes, yeah, so these would be fixed rates. Okay. 
we had discussed it at the budget. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you're saying that this is possibly what I'm hearing, Mr. Brown, this is a possible way to get the, the Miller station up and going? Could be. It could be, yes, sir. Of course, they haven't been designed yet, so we don't know what the cost for that might be, designed or bid, and that's probably six months away, you know, getting that design done. Is it part of the sales <coughs> tax, the new sales It is not. Mm -hmm. No, sir. Mm -hmm. Does that affect the timeline on our, what the, the um, Justice Center was what year sales tax will it? It, well, it's got eight <coughs> years left. And so uh, it's paying on this one and then it'll have to next on the next one. Mm -hmm. That's what we were talking about. The other, the other good thing about these is uh, neither one of these issues, and David noted this here, neither one of these extend the life of the bonds any. So, so they'll still pay off. In fact, the hospital may pay off early, mm -hmm. um, but it won't extend the Justice Center any longer than it was already planned. And so really when you think about it, it'll put uh, over the life of that, you know, it'll give you probably an additional $600,000 of sales tax money for use in other places uh, over that period of time. And that could go to Walter's station. I think we all like the sound of that. Sir? I think we all like the sound of that. I'm sure. I like the sound of that. Mr. Chairman, just so I'm clear on this, we're looking at the bonds for the hospital authority and the Justice Center. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Public fields. Uh -huh. And uh, the refinance of both? Both of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And the hospital authority obligation is right now what we got left. What was the balance? Uh, it's about $16,500,000. million. Yes, mm -hmm. ma'am. And the debt service is about a million seven a year. It could drop to a million six a year. Million six per year. Mm -hmm. We also have a million seven uh, debt service reserve, and it's already in the bank on that too. Okay, and how many years? Uh, it would go mm -hmm. out. The final maturity is 2032, and it could be paid off a year early with that debt service reserve in 31. So 11 years, uh, about 11 years and two months or so. Mm -hmm. How how many years total was it? Uh, for going out to 32. Well, they were actually done in uh, 2004 or five. The 2012 and 13 refunded that. So they wish it as 20-year bonds initially. Okay. The Justice Center bonds were issued in 09. Um, I think that was a 25-year issue. It was originally 20 million 785. When you refinanced in 2017, it was 16 million eight. Uh, now there's about twelve million seven, so you're paying it down. Paying it down pretty good. We just started from a big number. Yes, I, I just <laughs> wanted to make sure there were no additions oh, in, in these prior years. Mm -hmm. <coughs> mm -hmm. All right. So, Joe, we need two separate motions for. I think it would be good to do two separate motions. Okay. All right. Mr. Chairman. Yes, ma'am. Ready. You need to offer up the. Uh, First, uh, I would make a motion that we approve the uh, renewing of the hospital authority bond. Do I need to put a number in there? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, or, or I would say, yeah, if you don't mind, Commissioner. Luke, uh, give us that, that, that number. Uh, for the $16 million? Well, let's, let's say $16,500,000, million, up to $16,500,000. Up to $16,500,000. Up to $16 million. Okay. Is there a second <clears throat> to that motion? Is it, there's a motion in a second for... 
we refinanced the hospital bonds <clears throat> up to $16.5 million. Any further discussion? At what rate? Yeah. We, we don't have a fixed rate yet. We think it can be done. We'll come back to you with what the actual rate is when it's ready to go to market. But uh, we need to get your okay to, to start going start to the market the to okay. come up with an interest rate. Okay. But you'll have the final say in the adoption of the Okay. All right. Okay. This is just to get started. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All in favor of the motion is presented. Raise your right hand, please. Those opposed? Motion passes. All right. Now, for the Public Facilities Authority or the Justice Center bonds. Hey, Mr. Chairman, I'll make a motion that we move forward with the uh, refinancing of the Justice Center. Okay. What was the amount on that one? Moving in that direction. Approximately $12 million seven. $12 million seven. Mm -hmm. I second. Okay. Motion in a second that we approve the refinance request for the Justice Center bonds at the stated amount. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand. Those opposed? Motion passes. All right. Is anybody hear that online? Clint would be watching. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, sir. We'll, we'll see be you. We're working with Bond Council okay. and Mr. Davis to get some drafts of the documents we'll okay. post on how we're doing. <clears throat> All right. So at the very least, we'll see you in September ish? Uh, August. August, okay. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Capitalist, Ameris Bank. I don't see Miss McLaughlin, so who's running that? Miss McLaughlin is there. She's just. No, I, I didn't reckon. <laughs> <laughs> you never sit back there. Anyway. No, she's got the right. And you're not generally masked either. <laughs> Sitting in the back and masked. I recognize that mask. <laughs> <laughs> Round thing on my mouth. Do you have a copy of that? Um, Okay. This is actually a resolution um, that we would need for you to pass and adopt for the um, financing of the equipment for the road department. There's a truck and a trailer and a very large excavator mm -hmm. <laughs> and a piece of maybe equipment that it pulls. I, I, I can read it to you. You're um, being very technical, Kim. Yeah, I know. I, 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 would, I didn't even know. When I first saw it, I asked Clinton, I said, how big of a truck is this? And then, you know, he kind of yeah. explained to me what it was. Yeah. Um, quick, it, quick note. I'm sorry. A quick note that this is, has been previously approved by the commission, mm -hmm. uh, the purchase of the equipment, and we checked financing rates with those two companies that provide the equipment, they were not as good as we could get locally. So <coughs> resolution does a local lease instead of going out in the market. Okay. Right. But both of the financing um, were much higher interest rates. So we took those two things to put them together. We're going to finance all of the equipment, um, truck, trailer, and excavator, uh, all through Ameris Bank. So I can read this, and then they can vote on it. Is that you want to do this? Yes, ma'am. Resolution of the Board of Commissioners of Liberty County authorizing the financing of certain capital equipment <clears throat> through a lease purchase agreement to be entered into with Ameris Bank, whereas the Board of Commissioners of Liberty County, as the governing body of Liberty County, Georgia, a political subdivision of the state of Georgia, desires to purchase certain equipment to be owned by the county. And whereas the Board of Commissioners has determined that in order to finance the project, it, it's, it is in its best interest to accept a term term sheet dated as of June 30th, 2020 from Ameris Bank, Hinesville, Georgia, 
a copy of which is attached here too, um, and enter into a lease purchase agreement with the bank in the amount not to exceed 339000 to lease and acquire from the bank the project subject to the terms and conditions to be provided in such agreement. And whereas the county is authorized under the Constitution of the Laws of the State of Georgia, in particular, Official Code of Georgia Annotated 36-60-13, to enter into the agreement. Now, therefore, it, be it resolved by the Board of Commissioners in meeting, assembled that the Board of Commissioners hereby accepts the financing terms of the bank as provided in the term sheet dated June 30th, 2020, to finance the project. The Board of Commissioners directs its chairman, county administrator, and county attorney to negotiate the terms of the agreement to be entered into with the bank to lease and acquire the project. The ex execution of the agreement by the chairman and attested by the county administrator as hereby authorized shall be conclusive evidence as of such approval. The chairman, county administrator, and county attorney and such other officials as may be required are hereby authorized, empowered, and directed to do all such acts and things and to execute all such documents as may be necessary to carry out and comply with the provisions and intent of this resolution. And such officers and or officials are further authorized to take any and all further actions and execute and deliver any and all other documents and certificates as may be necessary and desirable in connection with the agreement and the documentation of and compliance with the provisions of all applicable laws in connection with the entering into the agreement. Three, except as specifically provided herein, any and all ordinances or resolutions or parts of ordinances or resolutions in conflict with this resolution shall be, and the same hereby are repealed, and this resolution shall be in full force and effect from and after its adoption. Approved and adopted this date, July 7th, 2020. Just real quickly as a tag along, um, if you allow me, it's a five-year, proposed to be a five-year lease, uh, principal and interest quarterly payments, 2.9% uh, uh, tax exempt. So, um, and it was anticipated in the budget that's been approved. Mm -hmm. uh, Clinton anticipated, if you remember, lease payments on this equipment. So we do have the budget to the in this year's budget. Mm -hmm. Did you say 2.9? Yes, sir. Okay. And you and you shop this in the best the best deal was found right here in town. This is yes. the best deal. Yes, sir. Mister, right here in town. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. So good. We appreciate how the hometown folk work together mm -hmm. to the benefit of all. Yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right. All right. Mr. So, Chairman, I would go ahead. Um, make the motion that we approve the capital purchase agreement with uh, Maris Bank for the lease. Second. Motion to second. We approve the capital lease resolution that's been presented by Ms. McLaughlin. <laughs> that we would uh, appreciate the kind of services of Ameris Bank as it serves our community. <clears throat> Any further discussion? If we none, all in favor, raise your right hand. Those opposed? Thank you. Thank you, Ameris Bank. Appreciate you. That is all. Thank you. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Hello, sir. Yes, sir. How's everything? Good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Good. 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 Now we, we're down to item D um, on the agenda, sir. Resolution for special election e-commerce fulfillment center. 
while Mr. Davis is coming, let me again thank the public, Liberty County public, for approving T-SPLOS. Uh, I think Mr. Brown said in August we should, am I right? Actually, it'll start <coughs> in October. October. Your first check in November. Yeah, but we're looking forward to what T-SPLOS is going to do for our county. <coughs> we couldn't do that as a region, but we did it as a county, and, we, and we're Liberty County proud of that. So now our, our next mountain to climb is e-commerce. So, Mr. Attorney, would you please walk us through that? Yes, sir. As you folks uh, might remember, in 2016, the Georgia legislature authorized local governments to exempt a new classification of business inventory, uh, specifically the stock and trade of fulfillment centers. Examples of those include the Amazon expansion in Jacksonville on the Wayfair Center in Chatham County. And most of our uh, competitors in the state of Georgia uh, have uh, approved referendums exempting this inventory. Um, and our county has yet to do that, which puts us at a significant competitive disadvantage with respect to recruitment of industries. And so um, the board earlier had uh, approved placing a referendum on the ballot in November. And so the resolution you have before you does that. Uh, state law requires you folks to notify the Board of Elections <coughs> and ask that they issue the call for the referendum. Uh, and as you may also remember, since this is being done in conjunction with the statewide general election, we're required to give at least 90 days notice of the special election. So that's why we're acting on it now in July, rather than waiting closer to uh, the election date. Um, and the election simply does that. It simply requests the Board of Elections to issue the call and provides the notice that's required to be published, as well as the form of the ballot, which is included in Exhibit A. Uh, once the re referendum is approved, hopefully by the voters, your next step will be to adopt a resolution actually granting the exemption before year's end, and we'll forward that to the Department of Revenue, hopefully, and it will take effect January 1 of 2021. And uh, I provided a memo, which has already been distributed to you earlier, and we've discussed this mm -hmm. before, but if anyone has any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. Any questions for <clears throat> Mr. Davis? We had previous discussion, and we also discussed it down at the county uh, workshop with our community partners. Yes, sir. Um, and just so you know, uh, there was a very recent prospect in Liberty County, and, and this came up. This came up, so it's not going away. We're going to be competitive as a county with our neighboring counties. I'm not talking about with Atlanta. I'm talking about the neighboring counties, and we need to have this as a part of our package deal. So. Uh, T-SPLOS was important, so is e-commerce important to the future of Liberty County when it comes to our economic development. Yes, sir. Did I, did I put that all right, sir? Yes, sir. Perfectly. Thank you, sir. Right. So, one question. Mm -hmm. We, this is Freeport tax. Yes, sir. Okay. I know we had discussed that a couple of times in here. Just mm -hmm. to clarify something. How many... How many folks in Liberty County right now that's in the industrial park area have, are entitled to free port tax? Most all, if um, actually many years ago now, uh, yeah. Liberty County voters <clears throat> approved a 100% free port exemption on right. all, at that time, all three existing classifications of business inventory. And there are different types of inventory, whether you're a manufacturer or a distributor, it depends on which exemption you get. But most industries in Liberty County benefit from the current Freeport exemption. Uh, 
And uh, many people thought that the existing exemptions would also extend to what are now referred to as fulfillment centers. But the Department of Revenue interpreted the statute differently so that it did not. So in 2016, the legislature responded and created this new classification. <coughs> and as Chairman rightly noted, most of the industry these days, at least a portion of their inventory or their stock and trade, is eligible for exemption under this new fourth classification. And so it's been very difficult uh, with respect to some ministries in recruiting to Liberty County because we have not yet uh, passed this fourth classification of exemption. Uh, I know Bryan County has, Chatham County has, most all of our chief competitors with respect to industrial recruitment <coughs> pass this exemption. Uh, but Liberty County does currently have 100% exemption on the existing or the historically reclassifications of, uh, of uh, ad valorem taxation for business personal property. But if I understand it correctly, the um, fulfillment centers will not have inventory on the floor as long as they try not. Mm -hmm. That's these right. others mm -hmm. have right. inventory in house. Right. These yes. will be yes, in and out pretty quick. That's right. And the state state law provides that the exemption is only good for 12 months. So if you have inventory that, that carries on beyond that, it would not be eligible mm -hmm. for exemption under this classification. And you know this is also commonly referred to as the e-commerce. Uh, exemption, uh, and it's because you know fulfillment centers are, are defined as such that orders are placed remotely, typically by email, um, and they're delivered to a purchaser off-site, you know, not at the uh, distribution center or the fulfillment center. So uh, it, again, commonly referred to as the e-commerce exemption, uh, but it's it's the fourth classification of the level one Freeport exemption under Georgia law. Yeah. <coughs> Uh, on this exemptions, is this standard wide? Uh, is this standard procedure statewide? The way how this one is drafted? Yes, sir. I think if you'll, I don't know the, the current the current numbers, but as of uh, August of 2019, uh, all but eight of Georgia's 159 counties had some form of Freeport exemption. And Freeport exemption is governed by a state statute. And the code section is cited in the memorandum. But it, it gives the, the authority to grant the exemption to the local governing authority, whether you're a county or a municipality, subject to voter approval. So once it's approved by the voters, uh, then yes, you folks have discretion to, to grant the exemption. And the question, as you'll know, in TSPLOST and some other referendums we've had, the, the form of the ballot question is stated by statute. That's not true here. So each jurisdiction uh, can state the ballot question a little bit differently, but ours is consistent with what most jurisdictions do. <clears throat> now, I did hear you say that once approved by the voters. Yes, sir. Uh, it's been a while since Freeport has been put out to the voters. Yes, How many years has that been? Can anybody say? How many years? But it's been over 20 years. Uh, oh, yeah, yes. Uh, 30 years? 30 years. Over 30 years. Uh, yes, sir. Do you think that might would change now if it goes back out to the voters? I, I can't say. I mean, uh, as the chairman indicated, mm -hmm. uh, I think the position of the industrial authority, I know at least, and uh, is that they would hope it wouldn't change. Because the Freeport exemption is really an essential tool in recruiting mm -hmm. industrial prospects. Uh, and without those exemptions, you really get a huge competitive disadvantage. Mm -hmm. and I would, I would say yeah. that most of our prospects we have now would not have relocated Liberty County mm -mm. but for our existing Freeport mm -hmm. exemptions. 
And the reason why, the reason why I ask, because I've, I've been asked this question, you know, you're talking about a free port exemption. We got the splash. Yes, sir. We got the educational one cent sales tax. Now we got T splash, mm -hmm. you know. And I've just been asked that question, you know, how long has it been since uh, Freeport was put out to the to the voters to at least know what's going on? Because there's a lot of people probably is not aware of this Freeport and how much percentage it is. I wouldn't recommend you do that by referendum. You do that by education. Um, as kind of as Attorney Davis has said, <clears throat> in the state of Georgia, I think it's I know it's less than ten counties that don't have Freeport. So why would you put yourself in the uh, uh, against the grain, uh, it, uh, and it's already a very com uh, competitive market out there, so you would really not be doing yourself any justice by becoming one of those that would not have free port when almost everybody else does. That's the general consensus of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I'm against it, but I'm just bringing forth what was asked yeah. to me about it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people is unaware of that 100% mm -hmm. free port. It's education. And, I mean, the export, well, at least we need to educate mm -hmm. the citizens on what's going on, mm -hmm. not leave them in the dark. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, I completely agree, and I think much like T-SPLOST, uh, it's going to be incumbent upon the county and perhaps partnering with the, board, with the uh, Chamber of Commerce to mm -hmm. further educate the, the public on the benefits of the free point exemption, right. particularly the new fulfillment center exemption that we're discussing tonight. Um, and so I, I completely agree, yes, sir. And this resolution does make clear that whether, whether or not the referendum passes, that the existing Freeport exemptions will not be revoked or, mm -hmm. or affected in any way. Mm -hmm. we're, just, we're just discussing tonight the expansion of the existing. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if we ever get to do town halls again, Commissioner Stevens, we'll put that on our agenda. <laughs> I'm not sure when that'll happen again, but if we ever get to do town hall, that, that should be one of those items to be discussed. So your point's well taken. Point's well taken. Yeah. Well, you're our representative on that board, and we have to rely well, on. Let me tell you, uh, and, I, and I thank you for that. Without it, we would not. We'd be out of the game. Mm -hmm. We'd be out of the game. Mm -hmm. I know in, in other industrial party meetings, the way most members look at it is you're you're exempting inventory, which wouldn't be in Liberty County, but for the yeah. exemptions. Right. So um, right. It's, it's a very valuable recruiting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have a, um, what's the word I want to use? We have a checklist that we use to ensure that, you know, the, the county is always benefiting. The county is the benefactor. Yes, you know, we'd like to have the uh, uh, industrial partners come. We want to make sure at the end of the day that our citizens, we uh, commission will not take advantage of, and that Liberty County itself is a benefactor of those persons located in our community. So we're, we're very careful with that. Even though we're competitive, we don't want to give away the, Give away the house, if I may say. Mm -hmm. You know, we we make sure that we're competitive. Yeah. If, if there are other questions, I'll just ask that the board adopt the resolution presented this evening. Mm -hmm. Mr. Chairman, do you entertain a motion? I will, sir. I will make a motion that we move forward and adopt the resolution. I'll second it. Motion and a second. Thank you that we adopt the resolution to put e-commerce on the ballot in November. Any further discussion? I guess my discussion, but uh, remind me, did, have we talked about uh, how, man, everything, the new norm has changed everything. You know, with T-SPLOS, we were able to go a little bit around the county and promote, but we, we had, 
in fact, I just made a note to marketing plan. Yeah, we need a marketing plan. Got to pull together. Yeah. The, you know the group that you mentioned. Yeah. Or others. Yeah. Private sector. We need a marketing plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To help those folk understand, Commissioner. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. All in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right. It passes. Thank you, right. sir. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Would you like me to update on the the other real estate issue or not? Um, Mid-month. Okay, yes. Mid-month. All right, thank you. Come with your full report, sir. All right. Masking policy. Yes, sir. Put mine on while you talk. Well, actually, I was, <laughs> I was asking Mr. Davis. I think uh, mm -hmm. policy's probably uh, misleading a little bit. I, I put mm -hmm. it on there. You'd ask for it to be put on there, Mr. Chairman, about mm -hmm. masking ordinance, actually. Yeah. Uh, as you know, uh, we had the conversation in one of our updates about a possible ordinance to be enacted somewhere to Savannah and what they've done. I do know that uh, the city of Hinesville has addressed the issue and is scheduled to have a uh, meeting this Thursday to address it even further. Um, in digging into that a little bit, I think uh, some bullet points, takeaways that, that they're considering and still hashing through uh, would basically put a city ordinance in effect for uh, businesses, uh, for people to be masked as long as they were inside of establishments, inside of buildings. Mm -hmm. um, it would be uh, the responsibility of the business owner uh, to make sure that all patrons were masked. Uh, this would apply to uh, all types of businesses, uh, including restaurants, uh, retail stores, um, it would not require masking under certain situations outside, uh, mainly if social distancing was practiced, but in situations where it couldn't be practiced, it would require some masking also, which is, which is very similar to Savannah, uh, City of Savannah and what they've done. Uh, it also uh, would go uh, to, to some extent to give some activities that were okay to participate in outside without masking, even inside the six foot distancing level, which was exercise and uh, it's all outdoor activities. So uh, while I haven't been privy to see exactly a draft of what they're looking at, um, we can certainly try to get one uh, after they talk about it Thursday, but that's the reason it's on the agenda for discussion. Mm -hmm. Okay, you wanna add something to that, sir? No, sir, other than if you'd like, I'll be happy to, to review the city of Hinesville's ordinance. Yeah. I know yeah. it's been important on the, you know, with respect to both the, the county and, and the municipalities to, to work in concert with mm -hmm. one another and to ensure that our ordinances uh, are consistent with one another, at least mm -hmm. with respect to the current mm -hmm. public health emergency. Mm -hmm. So I'll be happy to review that okay. on behalf of the county in anticipation uh, of Okay. Our I'll just add to that in our last Wednesday's COVID update, uh, let's say Mayor Baker was here and Mayor Hawkins was online. I think just those two at that time. Yeah. And, and we, we discussed this with them, if they'd be willing, <clears throat> and we knew Hinesville was getting ready to discuss it, if, 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 they, if they thought that their, their respective cities would join in with a countywide policy that's consistent so that citizens wouldn't have to try to de decide who's on and who's off, that kind of thing. And they both felt reassured that um, their cities would participate. So we're just waiting now. Um, I, I thought maybe we would have something today. I know Commissioner Gideon, you talked to me a little bit about the way Hinesville was was headed, so uh, so I guess as since we're together now as commissioners, um, I, I would certainly highly suggest you. I mean, you all see the news like I do. If you hadn't even missed uh, that, that uh, Georgia is now one of those states where it's spiking again. So certainly want to keep our community as safe as possible. So I would love to know that uh, our community was being compliant. So if they're out in any public area businesses, as you say that uh, we would also join the policy to, to ask for masking. 
So if you are adversely against it, I guess let me know now because I don't want to get out there and then find out that my commission is, does not support. I don't support. Uh, don't support it. I do not support. Yeah. I, I think it should be up to the individual whether they want a mask or not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are some issues. I mean, I think we may see numbers start to go down now that uh, the health department is slowing down and you have to make an appointment. Mm -hmm. and diversity is slowing down and you have to make appointments there. Whereas before we were having drive-throughs and they were doing them daily, and we're going to start seeing that slow down. I think our numbers will slow down. They may or may not. I know Georgia is spiking, but I think it's up to the individual person whether they want to wear a mask or not, whether they're inside or outside. As a business owner, I, I you know how if if you. You know, you can't come in here unless you've got a mask on. And we've seen, you know, positives and negatives of how people react when you try to tell them that they have to have a mask to come into your business. So I am totally against us as a commissioner. I would not be in support of that at this time. I just don't think it's right, you know, for me to sit up here. And, and I've had some calls, evidently, They've seen our agenda. They're not in the audience, but I've had some calls, text, mm -hmm. of some of my constituents that are not in support of it. I, I and would I would not be in support of it. I would say that I'm interested to hear a comment from the governor's office. I know there was mm -hmm. a conference right. call scheduled today with county officials. He did. I don't, I don't know if he spoke to that issue. Yeah, if did. it's statewide, but yeah. as a county, you know, let the city do what they want. I, I'm not a city commissioner. I'm a county commissioner. Let them do what they want to do over there. I was in Florida this past weekend, and, you know, it was told to mask. When you get in the restaurant, everybody's got their mask off, you know. It's not, so it, what are you doing here? Yeah, you know, I, I, you're told to mask up, go get out the car, walk to the restroom, get in there, and everybody's got their you know. It, it's, so it's, uh, I think the social distancing part of it is working, but I'm not so clear about the, sure about masks. That's just my mm -hmm. thought yeah, on it. From a legal perspective, there are, I think, two important things to consider. The first is whether or not this is permitted under the governor's mm -hmm. existing executive order. Now, you know, Savannah has it interpreted in such a way that they say that it is. Under the governor's executive order, uh, the wearing of masks is permissive. He just encourages people to wear the mask. That's right. right. Savannah has taken the additional step of mandating uh, the wearing of masks. And the governor's order is fairly broad. It, it basically says any local... Uh, emergency ordinance, which is inconsistent with his executive order, is not permitted. And he defines that inconsistency to include anything which is more or less restrictive. So I think the city of Savannah has said, well, it's not more or less restrictive. It's just in furtherance of his, um, the encouragement that he's given the public. You know, that whether or not that's uh, you know, a correct interpretation or not remains mm. to be seen. But I am curious, and I hope the governor would, governor would comment and just confirm whether or not, in his uh, opinion, uh, local ordinances such as Savannah's are consistent or not with his executive order. That would be very helpful. And assuming that he, uh, he says it is consistent, then I think it is possible to draft a, a practical and workable ordinance that addresses many of the concerns that people have. I've taken a look at Savannah's, and perhaps it can be improved upon. Uh, but those are the two challenges legally, I think. One is ensuring that it is consistent with the executive orders of the governor, and secondly, make sure it is effective, but also practical and workable. Uh, and to you, Mr. Chair, go ahead. Uh, what I got, Mr. Brown, did you listen to the thing? 
what I got out of what the governor said today was more or less, you sum it up, is try to educate. Uh, because making it mandate, you're putting more pressure on law enforcement and everyone else. And when you put the pressure on law enforcement, that's taking them away from doing right. other duties that they need to do. Mm -hmm. And what is the fine going to be? Yeah. If there's a fine, you, they write the ticket. Where does it go? Magistrate Coat. It gets to Magistrate Coat, and you know Magistrate Coat in Liberty County is a joke. So why do it? That's, that was a concern, too, that I had. <laughs> Who is going to be policing it if you don't? And the other thing, there are uh, folks out there with health issues who have problems breathing through some of those masks, you know, respiratory um, issues or medical conditions. Not They don't have COVID, but they have other respiratory conditions, and these masks are very irritating to them. So you're saying you can't go to the grocery store because you can't wear your mask. I, I just don't think that's something that we need to be. Well, I think an important part of considering this sort of ordinance is having our local health officials mm -hmm. come in and mm -hmm. you on the importance of masks and their effectiveness and um, and then let you folks take that in consideration and commented by then and you can make And who's gonna police it? Mm -hmm. You have to have the Sheriff's Department, police department on board, you know. I think those who wanna wear them, that they know they need to wear them, they're gonna wear them. Yeah. Um, Kelly, how long before you can put that um, a draft or something together? I can do it quickly. You know, I, I do want to partner with the city to make sure that we're consistent, but I would say by the end of this week we could do it. Yeah, I, I think if, um, and, and I'm, I'm in favor. I, I am in favor. Uh, I think a combination of, again, what the governor says, uh, a combination of what Savannah is doing, and of course we could look at Hinesville, but, but I think we can that we should put together one that's uh, strong enough and in the beginning relaxed enough that not everybody that's outside without a mask goes to prison. N nothing that extreme. But um, I think the way the numbers are spiking, I think that it's imperative uh, that people wear masks when, when they're out in public and um, in the businesses if you have, if you go inside a grocery store, that the, the management of the grocery store, they 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 would um, supervise that. I mean, the police is not going to be in there going down the meat aisle to see if someone coming from by the middle. Mm -hmm. He's not going to do that. But out in public, um, I think they can see that. And you don't, and you just you give them a a mask. I think that's what they're doing, Savannah. And remind them you need to wear a mask. Oh, uh, we do. We've been doing it on my job um, for three months, um, and you know it's it's our policy that we wear it. And if I see someone without it, I don't fire them. I don't write them up. I remind them. And it's to the point now that we've been doing that for a while that we are at a hundred percent all the time because they understand. I think his mic went out. Unless he moved. Yeah. Yeah. Back to you. You moved back from your mic. You, you did move back from it. Unless it went off. 
But <laughs> <laughs> well, you bring up a good point. If, if you folks remember, before the governor's executive order superseded our, our local emergency ordinance, our approach to enforcement really was one of education. Uh, you know, neither the sheriff nor the board of commissioners was interested in taking punitive action against citizens. Mm -hmm. so our, our approach really was educational. And only in the most egregious, you know, uh, instances of, of violation would uh, a fine be imposed or would businesses be adversely affected. So our approach really is educational, it's cooperative, uh, and not like perhaps some other jurisdictions, quite as punitive. So uh, that, that's, that's been our approach all along. Right. Well, and if you talk about who's going to enforce, Hinesville is the largest city. They have the largest police force. And uh, the majority of the people would be out in public in Hinesville. We're the largest corporate area in town. And, uh, you know, we see that out there. We can address it. But I, I don't think the, the enforcement of it is is that big of a deal. I, I don't think that, that we need to not do it because of wandering power. You're not doing it. Don't enforce it. Then why do it? But with the health and safety of the community, I think uh, that this commission, as elected leaders, I think that, that we, we need to uh, uh, mandate policy or wear a mask out in I, you know, and uh, I appreciate your discussion on that, but you know, even today I rode by, bless his heart, a county employee working out on the road crew, picking up trash, you know, and he had one of those masks on, and I said, you know, today was a cool day, but we're going through the heat of the summer, and then we've already mandated, I guess, our county employees wear masks. He had a mask on, and out there picking up trash, and I I don't know for how long. I mean, I was just going by on the highway, you know, and I, I mean, I know your guys are wearing them too, Commissioner Gilliam, but I. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. With a mask. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll contact the Hinesville City Attorney tomorrow to begin work to um, produce a an ordinance that both jurisdictions can adopt, you know, to the extent that we're, we're able under existing law and to the extent that both bodies want to. So I'll be happy to do that and we we'll, should have it ready for review at the end of this week. Okay. Mr. Chairman, I'll say Joe, he's, he's doing some heavy penmanship back there. He's, <laughs> he's writing. So I, I've listened to my fellow commissioners and I've got 
all the respect in the world for everybody up here in this room. And I know that um, one thing we can do is go away from here tonight and not say nothing. But I think we need to, you being the chairman and us that's up here, say that we highly encourage the citizens in this county to do this. To, I mean, if they don't want to, you can't make them. But I can remember when we all didn't want to put a seatbelt on. But we encouraged everybody to wear them, and then now it's a state law. Mm -hmm. And it saves lives. We know that this pandemic, this coronavirus kills people. And sometimes if a mask might help, that's one thing. But the easiest thing for us to do is leave from here tonight and just say, okay, we talked about it. But I think the board should tonight highly encourage the citizens yeah. when they're out and around to, to put a mask on. Um, and it's liable to be 90 days and it becomes some type of a mandate, but I just, um, I would hope not, but it's hard for me to drive by the hospital in the morning and see you when you get stopped. Yeah. That's the first thing you put on. And, um, I understand that. And it's just like commissioner Gillard and, and I understand Miss Thrift. I mean, she's got people that's walking in from all different walks of life, military, doctors, lawyers, and whatever. And they want their car worked on and, Last thing they want to hear when their car is on the back of a rollback before you come in here, you got to put a mask on. But I think we can encourage the citizens of Liberty County to mask uh, that un until further notice, we just going to encourage our employees to continue to mask. Um, and I mean, I don't, I don't put one on every day, but if I go in a store, Mm -hmm. I've got one on. I mean, I just, I'm going to do it. There's a sign up there. Right? You go to the doctor's office in Savannah before you walk, get out of your yeah, truck. Yeah, you're going to have one. You're going to have one on it, so. Mm -hmm. Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Uh, I concur with Commissioner Wallen and what he's saying, and that boils down to what more or less the governor said today. Educate him. Try to educate. And what we're Just one minute, we'll let you answer. Saying, what he's saying is encourage. Mm -hmm. When you say mandate, Mandate you have to supply. Yeah. I mean, some people will go out and purchase their own, but when you say mandate, then you have to supply. You have to. We'll so I would shorter. go down with Commissioner Wallen more than anything else to say encourage and educate. I agree. For right now, let's try that. Commissioner Frazier. Go ahead, sir. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Chair, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I, just, I just wanted to, uh, to quickly uh, uh, make my point about this, uh, and, and I agree with all the all my uh, fellow commissioners. Uh, I think if, if we strongly encourage and lead by example, that would be enough. Uh, if, if we can focus on on uh, our building that that we have authority over, and lead by that, I, th I think that that would be a, a, a great start. Uh, but I, I am against us uh, to uh, make sure that that we have some type of, uh, you know, countywide uh, ordinance about that where, you know, the police have to get involved and everything else. But but I, I do strongly encourage that, that we do figure out some type of way to uh, – and, and, and we could also encourage by doing social media, you know, and videos and everything else.
to encourage people to 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 wear their mask. Just, just like I do with with my business, uh, you know, uh, I strongly encourage or I, I mandate people wearing masks in my business. But you know, I I, I just don't want it to be a point where you know a, a police officer or, or sheriff uh, deputy sees someone walking down the street and and they're not wearing a mask and they 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 stop them for that. Right. Uh, and I'm. I, and I, I know it's probably loud where I'm at, but I, I just wanted to make make that statement. You know, uh, let, let's just let's just focus on strongly encouraging people to to, to wear their masks, and and I, I think that's that's where from from a government uh, entity, I think that's where we need to stop. Mm -hmm. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, Sounds like you had a. In one mindset is that you you bring us back, um, and I'm just wondering: is there anything more we'll hear from the governor by the end of the week? Probably not. No, sir. And I, and I concur 100 percent with Commissioner Stevens. He he um, did not directly address yeah. the ability for local governments to mm -hmm. enact ordinances. Mm -hmm. Was very careful to kind of go around that mm -hmm. and, and did exactly what Commissioner Stevens said. Did it, so, Mr. I just had one question. So it mm. is man mandatory that the county employees in a building wear a mask? That's correct. Mm -hmm. So you provide them if uh, they don't do. have... If they don't. It, and, and it's under in, the this, in all the county offices? Yes, ma'am. And it's under the policy y'all looked at. But not the road department employee? The road out department has to do it. I made a note. The road department has to do it while they're inside. Outside, inside. they do not. Outside, they do not. He had one. Correct. That's his little heart. <laughs> but anyway... This he, he does not need if he's outdoor if he's if he's if he can if he's social distanced outdoors. He's by himself. Then he does not have to. He has to correct. Mm -hmm. Right. It specifically, if you remember, it specifically addresses vehicles, and so no matter what the size of the vehicle, because it's recirculating the air in that environment, they have to mask. Okay. They would need to be masked. Mm -mm. That's correct. Uh, Mr. Yes, sir. If I may, I know it's probably not in order, but I noticed that we have Mayor Pro Temp Lovett out there from Walthallville. Will you carry this back to y'all meeting and take it up for discussion? Also, since since you were here, I don't know if you were just here or you're representing Warthow, we were glad to see you, but this is what we're dealing with, you know, from within the county. And all of the help that we can receive would be highly appreciated, you know. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. You got a man. Which is what the which is what the county is doing. Right. For those people that come into later on, yes. Now, now coming from coming from the world of healthcare, I'm I'm more with Commissioner Gid. You know, and, and uh, I'm just going to tell you, all, I am. I told someone today, I really thought coming into this whole COVID thing that by September <laughs> it'd be it'd be behind us, but it is not. It's not going anywhere. They open up too quick, it, and we may as well get used to it. 
So I'm of the mindset, whatever it takes to keep people safe, and so my heart goes out to now. Of course, we're seeing now a lot of young people because of the socialization. Mm-hmm. Their numbers are going up, and you're right. The additional testing is catching more people, but I'm also concerned about those young people who go back to visit grandma and grandpas. Right. So you know, young people and old people. My heart, you know, that's my heart. So I'm scared. I'm just telling you, I'm scared. So if it takes being hard, <laughs> you know, to to contain it, then I'm willing to be hard. I wouldn't be hard. Where do old people fit out in there? <laughs> <laughs> Golden years ago, yeah. Um, but I, but, but yeah, I'm coming to you. But it seems that the general consensus seems to be here to strongly encourage us versus mandate. But I would not have a problem with mandating. I really would not. Just based on what I see, of course. On, um, and I, I'll go ahead and tell you this. Maybe given out um, there's been some recent exposures <clears throat> that we haven't to. Um, what they call it, trace. I, y'all use the word trace, track. It's, it's track. And that's a little bit difficult. People don't want to say where they've been, you know, all those kind of things. So that's making it harder to contain what we're going through. So I, I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned. I'm highly concerned. I'm highly concerned. And it's kind of like they teach school teachers, you know, when the school first starts, be tough on your class, and then ease up <laughs> as the school year goes along. So, you know, Georgia's one of those states that reopen a little soon, a little quick. And then, of course, now summer's here and all that goes along with it. I understand. But I, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to come out and just say, this scares me. It concerns me. It really concerns me. Yes, sir, Commissioner Gibbs. Well, you know, just, Yes, sir. You meant to, you meant to bring us two proposals. <laughs> yes, sir. And we just let the democratic process take care of itself. All right. <laughs> All right, sir. Got your marching orders. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Good discussion. Good discussion. It's because we care. <clears throat> it's because we care. Contract Civic Plus 
Stanley's actually going to come down and address that. Uh, yes, Chairman, we have, have uh, budgeted this year um, to mm -hmm. replace our website. Mm -hmm. um, Civics Plus is one that Mr. Stanley will address that uh, the department heads have looked at. We've, we've been through. Um, we shopped a couple. Uh, and this is our recommendation uh, to do that, that we execute the contract tonight. It's in the budget for this year. It's in the budget. Um, this is a three-year contract with Civic Plus, uh, which is the web hosting company that the city of Hinesville, um, city of Savannah, and some others around us use. Uh, it's a um, budgeted expense for $23,131 a year for the next three years. And then a maintenance fee of 3% uh, for any years that we choose to continue with them after that, about twelve thousand a year after that. What was that price? Uh, Twenty-three thousand, one thirty-one a year, for three years. Not being a novice at this whole IT thing, <laughs> here, hearing you say that City of Hinesville has this, would there be some some opportunity where we might? Collaborate by having the same, or just a matter of they—they've kind of debugged it before we get it. Well, I, I mean, I, certainly, maybe some opportunity for collaboration. But you, you, unless we want to combine with them, mm -hmm. I wouldn't suggest not because of Hinesville, Liberty mm -hmm. County, whatever. But just having a combined website and not being consolidated government, mm -hmm. I'm not sure I would do that. Yeah. Um, it, it is not a new company. Uh, it's one that comes highly recommended. It's probably one of the tops uh, in the country, as a matter mm. of fact. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very flexible for use. W one issue um, for us is we don't really have a webmaster mm -hmm. that goes on there. Clint works hard to do what he can do through IT for postings <laughs> and everything. Mm -hmm. But it really comes down to departments updating their websites. Uh, the one we've got is not as user-friendly. Uh, to be able to go in there and put post on as Civics Plus. And so that's one thing we also shopped to was the ability to go in there and update the sites, put minutes on, do all we have to do for social media now. Um, and th this is definitely a, a, a much better site. Okay. This also will include online applications, um, online mm. processing, and a completely new web website design. Which we will want to bring back some opportunities for y'all to look at. Uh, we want to photo run that probably in a mid-month sometime and let y'all look and say, yeah, we kind of like that or nah, we don't like that one, we like this one better mm -hmm. as we do the design. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Brown, this may not be the right time. I'm always off task <laughs> anyway. Join you and Clint. Will y'all have, will we, the county have the, what you say, the copyright on this website? Mr. Brown, you know what I'm talking about roughly. What happened here about a couple, a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was an organization using the, the county's front page, more or less, saying that they were creating a, uh, a list to have somebody removed from office. Brown, you aware I'm talking? And, and so, and so, a couple of different things uh, in the in the software realm. We will retain. We'll have ownership of all the material we put on there. Okay. Uh, now, the actual software that's embedded that creates the site, of course, is proprietary to them. But uh, we probably need to take a second step in that and go in there and actually do a copyright of our design. Okay. So that it can't be used by anybody else uh, in that, and that's something we'll work with the county attorney on. 
Okay. I take that very serious because it made it look like <clears throat> the board of commissioners was behind this issue. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'll follow up on that with the county attorney so that he can address that All right. too. All right. Thank you. Keeping the information current, Clint, I'm, I'm just going on the things that I've tried to, you know, go to and navigate. Mm -hmm. And I, I see so many things on there that's completely, totally out of date. Yes, sir. And I know that they, some of them don't report to this board, but, uh, I mean, I don't know who's going to police that to make sure it's all up to date. But we need to make sure that those folks that, and a, a website's great if mm -hmm. it's if it's is number one user friendly and you can trust what you read. But there's a lot of stuff that was on there but you just couldn't get any any information on. Some of it would be as much as two and three years old. So uh, I mean, I ain't got a bit of problem spending the money for it if it's going to be maintained properly. Yes. Sir. I don't know who's going to maintain it. I'm talking about who's going to police it, as we talked about earlier. Yeah, that's a, that's a problem, especially for those departments we don't that don't come under the commission. Right, but the other f folks, who's going to be looking at it ever, you know, eight to ten months to say, okay, this is completely totally out of line. I mean, mm -hmm. when you want to read your minutes, you want to make sure the minutes is in there and they're all up to date. So I just good point. Let's don't be buying something just because it looks pretty again. Uh, yeah. And so, and so we had two options real quick. We had two options. One was to do with our current provider what was called a refresh, which was a new look, but it wouldn't change the inner workings of the system, um, which for the money we were going to have to spend for that, we were due for a refresh. Um, wasn't worth trying to do that versus trying to go ahead and get That's the $9,000, and then the other was thirteen annual. Is that what I'm seeing? On the chart, the, the payments? 13 is for the website. The 9,000 is for the human resources portion of the website. Okay, so they're, they're, it's Apple. total. Okay, so it'd be about 24. Tw 23. Uh, annually for the first year. First three years. First, first three, three years. years. Okay. Mm. And the one we were with did not have the human resource component. Nope. Is you, that you where know. you list jobs and they can apply online? Yes, ma'am. And, and, and so then their benefits? Right. Okay. Right. okay. Right now, we have we have no way for anybody to submit applications online. Um, they have to come in, get an application, fill it out, and bring it back into the commissioner's office. We're really behind, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, well, the other thing it provides a link, an easier link to Indeed and some of the online mm -hmm. things, which is really where all of our hits yeah. are coming from now. Yeah. So uh, it provides us an easy link to hook up to that too. The other one does not. Chair, entertain a motion. Yes, sir. <laughs> Make a motion. We approve the you sold it. contract. Was is a contract Civic Plus? Uh, yes, Civic Plus. Least. Mm -hmm. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion and seconds. Two seconds. <laughs> we approve this. Obviously, we need it. Get her done. For the discussion, all in favor, raise your right hand. He's in his budget. You're good, sir. Thank you, Mr. Thank, thank you for what you do too. Mm -hmm. Workers' comp resolution. Yes, sir. ACCG contacted us. Um, we, we were actually looking over who was covered by our workers' comp fund. And you may remember we went back and covered some volunteers, volunteer firefighters. We amended the ACCG uh, workers' comp agreement to do that. One group that was left out at the time was what we call our CERT team, which is our EMA Community Emergency Response Team. 
uh, and we do use them uh, during emergencies. Uh, they are involved with helping to load buses and things like that. So this just provides coverage for them uh, in case they're injured. And that is a very defined team. Uh, they go through training and everything to help that. So we do, we do control, uh, hate that word, but we, we do monitor who comes in, make sure they're certified, some of those type of things. So it's not just anybody volunteers gets to walk in and do it. Okay. Any questions for Mr. Brown? No, sir. Uh, no? Mr. Brown. Yes, sir. Uh, how many, roughly, would, would it be about 12? How many people? About 10 to 12. 10 to 12? Yes, sir, what I recall right now. And they will only be covered when they are put into action. That's correct. They would only be covered when they're working for EMA. Okay. Right. Okay. What duties do they So, for instance, um, Bob Dodd, who's the ESF transportation uh, coordinator over there, um, trains those folks to help him get people on buses for transportation out when they're doing the evacuation and the reason they're actually staged at the point there to help people load and unload. Just, just one example. They may, uh, some of these folks are also trained during disasters. They can come into the EOC to help answer phone calls. Uh, we actually used them a couple of years ago to do that. Dublin or somewhere. Yes, sir, that's exactly. I don't know where they go now. If something happens. No, sir, they wouldn't travel with them, but they're at the staging site because there's so many people either helping with parking or direct loading of elderly folks onto the bus um, with luggage, whatever it may be, they got with them. They work under the, work under the uh, direction of somebody that's there full-time, though. Commissioner Walton, did I, did I hear you, sir? Yes, sir. Yeah. Make a motion we adopt the resolution. A motion and a second that we adopt the resolution of workman's comp for mm -hmm. 13. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Those opposed? All right. Midway has to have a special election. Mm -hmm. They do. Um, had a councilman uh, that stepped down. Um, I don't have the, it's, it's the exact agreement. Kelly and those are working on it now, but it's the exact agreement we've used before. 100% mm -hmm. reimbursable uh, for conducting the election. Um, and we would just ask for, for you to approve for the Board of Elections to do that. And the election is, will be scheduled for November. It's in November, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it'll be with the... Uh... Mr. Chairman, I make a motion. We approve the agreement for Midway Special Elections. Okay. Second. And motion and second. We approve the agreement working with our sister, well, not sister city, with our municipal partner, <laughs> Midway. <laughs> Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. We will work with Midway with that special election to replace Mr. Gerald Lee. He and Dr. Lee are going back to the Fayetteville, Georgia area. So. Mm -hmm. And actually, now that you mentioned it, Mr. Chairman, it is, and with that other election, it probably won't be any extra expenses. Yeah, it's already. It's what, if, if we have a charge for uploading a different ballot, that would probably be the only. Okay. Only All right, thanks, sir. Administrative report. Yes, sir, I'm going to get Mr. Stanley to cue that up for me real quickly. Um, run down that. On the, Clint, next slide, please. On the capital projects, I just want to update you a little bit. I'll run through this real quickly. Uh, a couple of pictures of the fire station. We had that uh, inspection today. Everything's going well there. The generator's been set. Uh, you can see they're starting with some interior finishes uh, that are on the on there. Uh, once the metal got here, everything's good. So they are on schedule. They're on schedule to do a final walkthrough before October ends. Uh, so the building could be turned over to us by the first part of November. 
So all is well there. No material delays that we see. Everything's pretty much in hand. Uh, this week they anticipate finishing uh, the studs and everything that go in there. And so they can start with the rough end plumbing and uh, finish the electrical. We'll start sheetrock probably, hopefully get the rest of the roof on in the next two weeks and start sheetrock right after that. Okay, good. Yeah. All, all is good there. Uh, Clint, next slide please. I'm sorry, I could flip it. Um, just real quickly on the T-splash that it passed, just some uh, uh, work ahead items now. As you know, we got about 38 million anticipated in revenue. Um, the 30% set aside project's about 10 and a half. Uh, the remainder 26 million gets split. And I did mention collections begin October 1st, so again, our check will probably flow in here sometime around mid-November. I just want to let you know that on the 30% projects, uh, some of the HAMPO Technical Committee members, I pulled them together this past week to really give the governing agencies maybe some guidance or some suggestions on prioritization of those projects. In order to do that, I've reached out to the district engineer to schedule a conference call to see which of those projects the state already has an interest in. So there may be some state funds already tied up in the next two or three years for one project that's a fast track moving for them. If you remember, those 30% projects are all on state route, okay? So they, they touch the route. Here's a, I'll be real quick. Perfect for instance. You're aware that the 84 safety enhancement project is going to come in in the next two to three years and put a median down Highway 84. And we, mm -hmm. we gave a brief on that. So, so all these touch, those intersections touch that project. Uh, so in trying to line these up with that timeline, it could actually be that some of these may be improved at the same time that project moves through. Mm. And so some of these costs that we anticipated for the project could be a little less if we can incorporate it with the state project. So those are kind of things we're, we're working uh, to give you some options uh, as chief elected officials and governing boards, um, a recommendation on prioritization of those 30% projects. So uh, trying to line that up with the district engineer. Mr. Brown, back. What did you say this now? In about five years, they could come back and put a center medium on 84 all the way down. So the 84 um, safety project that's funded is just in the in the city of Hinesville right now. Mm -hmm. and it runs out there from about where Chick Fil A is all the way down to tie into the Flemington Curve project. Okay. So um, the median project that runs from I-95 all the way to the Long County line through Altaville, as a matter of fact, is just in concept. Uh, there's no funding for that project right okay. now that exists. Now there's some pieces of it, um, Butler Avenue intersection through right. there, uh, the, the piece from Lewis Frazier Road all the way to Baconton Road, right. uh, enhancements down at uh, I-95, all fit into that. Those would do a median in those sections. Okay. So, so when you look at it, what would be remaining won't be near as much as when you started. These little mm -hmm. these these thirty percent will hit some of those. Okay, be good. So right. I, I just wanted you to know we're working already working on that. And and we're lobbying DOT hard. Because <laughs> you know, because yeah. like, part of that is to buy them in. Yeah, uh, because uh, if you all remember, this is something I've been asking for mm -hmm. for about five years. Mm -hmm. Part of it. We, we've been telling DOT, and Joey's heard me make my speech. Listen. This is Liberty County. We put our money where our mouth is. We put some skin in the game. So don't put us to the back of the line. 
Don't put us to the back of the line. They've been very receptive. They give us great accolades for being a county that does good planning, so be proud of your LCPC, and uh, also uh, being progressive, and, and they like the way we get along as municipalities in the county. They, they tell us that all the time, so that works in our favor. And, of course, having uh, Mr. McDonald up there is another asset, and Representative Williams, and we're pretty good friends with Ann Purcell, so we're hoping all that's going to work in our favor. But just know that those things that just don't happen fast. Mm -mm. No, but even five, even but, when you're doing well, it takes. But five years. It takes time. Yeah, oh, five years will be before you know it. Yeah. <laughs> the other, no, the other, five years I've been asking. Oh. <laughs> uh, the other part of the takeaway here is y'all's money. This mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, that'll come in. Y'all will need to have some planning time. Yes, we do. About how y'all want we to do. that money. We That's do. That's the twenty-six million. And that will actually, it's a portion of the twenty-six. Yeah, because the municipal house would get some. That's right. Yeah. It'll be actually about forty point two percent of that. Yeah. If I remember. Mm -hmm. I need something. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, next slide, please, Clint. Uh, the other, the other couple of capital things to catch up with that Joseph and I've been working on. Uh, first, you awarded a contract for the construction of an ambulance, uh, B BC, <laughs> before COVID. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so uh, it had a ninety-day delivery time. Unfortunately, the manufacturer closed down. And so uh, we're shopping that again. Uh, that's on mm. the street right now. And in fact, what we'll do is shop two because it's time to buy another one. And the lead time that we're going to see, a uh, little, little bit of uncertainty is that the chassis. So nobody, no manufacturer, uh, custom box manufacturer is going to guarantee you any chassis delivery time on any model you buy right now. But we'll, what they will guarantee you is that once they get the chassis in hand, they'll have a turnaround time for you. So with the, some of the plants, we're not, we're not doing Fords, we're doing Dodges. I'm not sure uh, how they were affected by COVID, uh, but we'll find out. So those are on the street for you, and uh, they're due back in the middle of July. I seen a Dodge the other day and it had a mask on. Yeah, it had a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> had a, had a, had a mm -hmm. thing on. Uh, the other two things that are happening uh, is, uh, you may remember me uh, telling you that the uh, HVAC system, heating and air system, at the East End Complex for the main room had gone out. We've been having to use temporary air in there for the elections. Uh, so uh, we put that proposal on the street one time and got no takers. Uh, we've done some modification of that and talked with a couple of folks and we, we believe we'll have some, some options this time. So that's on the street to come back to you in July. Uh, the other one is the Schumann Center. Uh, those units originally put in in the probably early 90s, well beyond their life cycle the ones that run the gymnasium themselves. And so we've, we have got money set aside and splashed to do that uh, with the rec budget. And Jimmy's been working close with us on that. David Holton helped us write the mechanical specs, gonna change those up just a little bit, the units, uh, and those are in in July. So all those will come to you. They are funded items. Um, so, you know. Sir, why do you think there were no takers on the on the complex, what's, well, what's going on out in the industry? That so, so it takes a commercial contractor. Okay. It's a large, large unit that has to be crane lifted in. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the, the combination of the complex, and you chime in, but the, the, the combination of the complexity of the unit that was there was expressed to us, mm -hmm. as well as uh, one of the folks that was really able to do the job, never got a response back, had a tight time frame, didn't get a response back on a crane price. They're a local vendor. And, and actually came to us and said, look, I could have I put something on the paper, but I don't want to take you to the bank. I actually want to put what the quote's going to be. And so, you know, we were able to talk back. We extended a little bit there on that time. And I, I think we'll have a couple of options down there. 
and I feel free to chime in. Plus, you know, we expanded the number of vendors that we sent information. Yeah, I thought they were hungry for work. Well, one thing that's happening now on the market, and I think you had told me this in all this conversation we've had about it, is now they're starting to experience some parts problems with these mm -hmm. units because they're manufactured either overseas, overseas. or that have shut down. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's getting pretty tough. Okay. So, okay. Uh, th those are on the radar. Those are some things we're actively working. Okay. Next slide, please. A little, little bit busy slide. Uh, actually, uh, Mr. Chairman, you're aware of this. We got a little survey form from ACCG. I put that in y'all's packet. Mm -hmm. It looks like this. It didn't have a heading on it, so I apologize. Mm -hmm. But if you're interested, if you could take the time to please fill that out about policies and things that ACCG needs to work on and uh, things in our area that concern us are putting together the policy statements. Uh, if you can get back this back to me sometime next week, um, scan it, drop it off, whatever you want to do. We'll incorporate it uh, as a document that we'll all send to them. Um, I had a call from LCPC this week. You may recall probably six months ago now, uh, back in the January timeframe, December, January timeframe, you, you looked at an RV ordinance. You looked a couple of times at it, as a matter of fact. And so uh, there, we never did really adopt it. We, not, we, we didn't? We didn't? I thought we did. Uh, there, I don't. Commissioner, get it. I don't think we did not that. I don't, I don't think we ever did. There, there was one on the table. Yeah. I think what you approved, we approved the one that was the, uh, the modification South. to the PUD to allow that RV yeah. park to yeah. go in. South Newport. Yeah. Right, okay. You couldn't enact this before that and bring it under it. Mm -hmm. So the question is, do we want to reconsider it? Uh, I tell you, I'll probably just let them set up during their regular meeting next time yeah. uh, to do a, just a very quick okay. overview. Okay. Uh, to see if you want to consider that. Okay. okay. It, it is something that's needed. Yeah. That's right. mm -hmm. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mr. Martin talked to me this week. I uh, wanted to see what your feeling was on starting some registration for some fall programs, specifically football and soccer that are outdoor events. Uh, August, last part of July, first part of August is typically the time they do the registration. There's a ramp up time, obviously. So, so those things usually start late September, first part of October. If you were going to do them, you need you need to go ahead and really let them start gearing up for the registration uh, as soon as you mm. can. And that's something we can obviously think about next week. You got another meeting next week, um, but I told him I would kind of let y'all know that time frame would be required. If we get beyond the first part of August too much, um, try, trying to do a, a season of those probably is not applicable. Well, I probably would like to, excuse me, I'm sorry. We hear a, um, some recommendations from the from Dr. Davis. Um, and I guess we could compare those what the school system is doing for their sports. I know some local counties have had some exposures and they have started to limit some of their programs. So I probably would like to hear a recommendation from the, from the guru, our local guru, because uh, we need to be prepared in case, then what do you do? Correct. What do you do? And but we do have him tomorrow on the phone. Yeah. And it could be, it'd be a great time to say, look, we're yeah. wondering. And in fact, uh, we'll have, with Dr. Davis's call, we'll also have hopefully Bryan County on there mm -hmm. in Chatham, and we yeah. can kind of shop that if, if, if that's okay too. That's a great yeah. idea. I think we all are for the program, just a matter of. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of too soon, maybe. It's, it's, sure. how do you, yeah. 
Joe. Yes, sir. I would just say this. Uh, uh, the question is, what is the Liberty County Board of Education plans? Yeah, that's what I, I mean, we're sitting up here tonight talking about wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Now we want to look at the fall program. I'd like to see the fall program go into progress, but also we're talking about wearing masks from up here. So let's... I would like to see what the Board of Education is going to also do along with their sports activity. Okay. All right. We can definitely check that. Well, the CDC has come out with some guidelines for sports. all sports, and it's from midget football to high school to college. It's mm -hmm. been out too long. I mean, it's going to be things like, you know, you go in the locker room, don't share the towel with a fellow that's <laughs> – and mm -hmm. don't – Right. Fist bumps, handshakes, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So there's going to be a bunch of things. I'm a little concerned that uh, I know that August the 4th they're talking about trying to go back to school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things that's going to be keeping kids to leave school to go to the rec department to play football in the evening. And I just – I don't know what's going to happen right there. I just uh, – maybe somebody else has got more handle on it, but – we'll. Yes, we'll, um, we'll. We certainly shop it. We um, yeah. we'll check all those avenues, yeah. and I will reach out to um, to take you know Jimmy and I look at the CDC stuff too. Mm -hmm. I think we all that you will see. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you, sir. We'll do a little exploring and then bring it back. Mm -hmm. uh, put it on the mid month next week. Mm -hmm. We can make a final decision. Um, you're aware, Mr. Chairman, in fact, we need to get him over here that we have a new EMS director, uh, Mr. Richard Lambeth, replace Sean Parker. Mm -hmm. Probably close to 30 days now. About a month. Three mm -hmm. weeks, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, Sean Parker served on the Region 9 EMS Council as your representative. Uh, if it's all right, I'd like to put that on a mid-month agenda uh, for y'all, unless you want to do it tonight, to formally take action to appoint Richard Lambeth in his place. Commissioner, it's your pleasure. Let's go ahead and appoint him. Everybody's good. Somebody make a motion Mr. Gillett, I shall. I shall. To, <laughs> to have uh, to appoint Richard Lambeth, the EMS director, to replace Sean Parker on the Region 9 EMS Council. And who is this pilgrim? Yes, sir. Who is he? He's he's a new EMS. New director. EMS director. Was already working there. Yeah. No, sir. He's no. actually from Savannah. They brought him in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Barry Newley. I hadn't met him yet, but uh, I met him down to earth guy. Really? Mm -hmm. Pretty good guy. You like it? I second right. that. Second. All right. All in favor. He is appointed to play Sean. Um, I'll come back to the Dangerous Dog Review Board. <laughs> the, uh, the, while we're on appointments, um, 
Y'all had a note I sat there. We actually received today that Miss Kathy Atkins. It's a great loss. Has um has is, is stepped down because of other commitments that she's got. Um, long time service there, and mm -hmm. I think former DFACS employees. Mm -hmm. She was. So um, if it's okay, we'll go ahead and start the advertisement uh, for that position. All right, sir. To get that out. The Dangerous Dog Act. Um, under the code section, Georgia requires that under certain conditions it happen that uh, uh, animals uh, be confiscated or picked up. They then have to be rated under that code section as whether they qualify as a dangerous dog by the animal control officer of the county. Um, we had an instance that happened actually week before last uh, that unfortunately qualified under two or three of the criteria with a, a bite to a human as well as uh, death of another animal mm. that was in that human's possession. Uh, so we made that determination. We sent that to the owner. The owner under Georgia law has uh, 10 days uh, to appeal that determination. They've done that. It involves two animals. So uh, your ordinance says that the animal control with a dangerous dog review board would actually meet to look at the circumstances around that and then either render decision, a final decision one way or another. We don't have it. We don't have a board appointed. What I wanted to see if it'd be okay is if for the mid-month meeting, maybe I could make some recommendations to you uh, of some folks to serve on that, both from the public and private sector. Uh, there's no number specified. If it's okay, I'd like to suggest five uh, to do that. Doesn't need to be too large. Um, all the board will do is look at the code section, basically look at the facts that actually happened and the evidence that was collected. Uh, and based on that alone, determine whether it actually qualifies as a dangerous dog. So, okay. glad to take you through that ordinance, but uh, <laughs> not necessary. Um, but, but, you know, if that's okay, I'd like to just recommend some folks to you. And okay. Really, if you got anybody, please let me know, and then mm -hmm. I can form that list by next week. We have to have the, the hearing within 30 days. Okay. Okay. Well, I was with Commissioner Gillard not too long ago, and every dog is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> every snake is a snake. Especially when you don't know their name, they ain't got no Right. And even though the dog was somewhat subdued, he was dragging a very large log chain. Mm. We both come to the conclusion that with that big a chain, that was a dangerous <laughs> I mean, TMI. <laughs> Let me see how Joe's writing that. <laughs> um, hey, a couple, a couple of the real quick things. That, that one, one thing is when we're talking about masking. So the, the masking policy went into effect for the employees. Um, that has gone very, very, very well. They're very receptive to that. And we're keeping in mind that the reason you mask is not to protect you, it's to protect others from you That's in right. case you've got it and you're asymptomatic. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, employees say, well, I, I don't have it. I ought to have the right to, whether, to know whether I want to be protected or not. It's not about protecting you. That's not why you mask. Right. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it, it's about protecting somebody else. So all that being said, it went very well. Uh, we've had a couple of folks that due to um, uh, medical conditions um, could not wear it. And, and our, our, our nicely uh, to say just produces something from your doctor. Uh, that says you have a medical condition that's not, that does not allow you to wear a mask, uh, which is fine, and they've been able to do that, or have been able to wear a face shield instead of a mask, um, which is not as good as wearing mm -hmm. the mask, but it's better than nothing mm -hmm. to do that. So that's going well. 
that being said, I want to, keeping in mind that you're masking to protect others, uh, we have a sign at the door that says, please mask, but the city has been successful in um, requiring it in their buildings. And I'd like to suggest you do that to protect our workforce, again, from somebody who may be asymptomatic and carrying that virus that comes into our workplace. Uh, we do have masks, not a problem. Um, I'd tell you that probably from what we see in this building, from what we see in this building, is probably 80% or better that come with a mask anyway. They want a mask. Um, it's no problem to provide them one. Uh, Mr. Jones has, has been doing that. I would almost just like to do it in all of our buildings. Um, I think we can do it very cautiously. I don't see a problem with providing them a mask if they come in and, and don't have a mask. Um, and I wanted to see what your feeling was about that. Mr. Brown, do we have a, like, uh, on that poli mask policy, do we have, like, a timeline? Or just we're waiting to see what numbers? Or is it going to be continuous? We, or? we don't. I mean, we put it in until further notice. Okay. And that would be subject to what the commission wants to do. As, as you look at the numbers, as you get reports from Dr. Davis, mm -hmm. and I would suggest the same thing with the buildings. I mean, I, the, when the city did theirs, they did it just until further notice. Mm -hmm. And and as y'all are staying on top of everything like mm -hmm. you are, um, then whenever we decide to change that, or you decide to change that, then we just we back up. Okay. Mr. Wills did, and we're advertising for that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I believe we've already started. Uh, yeah, because somebody approached me. They, either they heard it or they read it, one of the two. I, I know I know that uh, right after we got it, I asked Debbie to go ahead and. Yeah. Tell them to approach me, Pat. So I wanted to see what your what your thoughts were. I'm for, I'm for it. You know. I mean, I don't, I don't really see, again, um, the, the, the way we would want to do it with, with, with education. Um, nobody's going to be rude to anybody. Uh, I think as long as we have the mask there, which will be these masks, um, for the duration of the time they'll be there, it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. But there are some places that they come in contact with that you can't maintain the six-foot distance. Inside the recreation building, we've got plexiglass up, but they, you know, by the time they enter the door, they're, they're eight feet. Mm -hmm. And I just think if we're protecting our employees, then again, some people don't know they've got it. They wouldn't want to mm -mm. infect somebody. No. That's not what they want no. to do. Mm -hmm. They simply don't know that they're carrying the disease or mm -hmm. carrying the virus. How many facilities do we actually have plexiglass up at now? All of them? We, we put plexiglass up at all of our uh, counter spaces everywhere. Is it is it the swinging from the ceiling? It is. It is. Mm -hmm. And they also have social distancing requirements in them too. And if they don't have the if they don't have that type of plexiglass, it's because they already have a counter space, mm -hmm. uh, like the tax assessor's or tax commissioner's office. Yeah, they already has to. that glass there. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir, we did that. Well, I'm for getting the mask, putting the sign up that says we strongly encourage you to, you know, put a mask on. I mean, I've got a mask in the truck. But um, I'm just saying that, you know, 
that's just going to be part of the education part of it. And then right. we've already pretty much put something in place. We're encouraging it, and then we can move forward from there. But I, I agree with what Commissioner Gillard said. I believe it's just a matter of time that everybody's going to have to do it. But I think the warning is already out there, mm -hmm. and there's some people paying attention to it. And there's some of them not, but when they come in this building, we want them to pay attention, and then let's 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 move forward. I mean, mm -hmm. buy the mask. What you can get a dollar a piece? Is that what they are? Yeah, they're not. They're not. Yeah. No. They're, they're I'd go ahead and get it and write it off. And just send it to uh, what's that guy over there? Who? Uh, <laughs> where's he at, Don? Who? 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 Who are you talking about? Oh, no, 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 Lawton Davis. China. Oh, the one we can't get the HVAC part for. <laughs> well, we'll yeah. so just so I'm clear, what we'll do is we'll provide masks. Mm -hmm. that's, that's fair and, enough. And we'll say, please, please. Mask mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's kind of what I'm after. Mm -hmm. Is a sincere, is a sincere. Please help us help mm -hmm. you by masking. Mm -hmm. And then we move forward from there if it gets to where you know this board makes the decision then it'll be a mandate i mean mm -hmm. I, I think that you can you can you know here it is today and the first thing we're going to do is mandate it I, I i've listened to a lot of people and and i agree that you know you, you got to put one on if you go into a lot of the businesses around here and I, and i do but you know for us to just tell everybody in liberty county well they leave the city limits out there, boy, they pull that mask off. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's, you you know, it's oh. kind of like so the seat belt. You know, he used to have to do that. He's on Fort Stewart, so. Be the norm. skipped it and I apologize is the CARES Act. So the yeah. CARES Act was passed as part of the stimulus plan uh, that came out uh, this past year uh, by the Congress and signed by the President. Uh, there was, there, there are some monies that have been allocated to states and local governments as part of that. Now it was allocated to the states, the states decided how to allocate it to the local governments. Uh, we got notice on that this past week. Uh, the amount allocated if we can expend the funds for it uh, is around a million dollars uh, for Liberty County. Some some cities uh, got it directly, some of the larger cities, but the apportionment was made by the governor uh, to to uh, Liberty County and all its municipalities. So um, the, every city in the county also uh, is projected to get a share. The way that works, though, is that you can draw down your first thirty percent of that money, which roughly is a little over three hundred thousand, for certain things. They haven't come out with this exact guidelines for that yet. We know they've got to be COVID related that you've had to do in order to, to attack the virus, so to speak. It could be programs that were established. It could be anything that you had to do to be compliant with CDC and things like that. So we, we have been tracking. Uh, Joseph's been working on that. Larry Logan working on that. We've been tracking for some time countywide all those expenses in anticipation of this. 
Um, we can draw that 30% down when we get the protocols for doing it. We just have to measure back the expenditures we had in order to be able to keep it all. And then in order to draw down the other 70, we would have to expend it all uh, really by the end of the year to do that, which is a challenge for, for a lot of governments. Um, so, but just know that there is some help coming back for some of the expenses, election expenses, uh, PPEs, things that had to be done especially for the elections, uh, probably ballot boxes, probably, I mean, you know, a lot of things that we can reach back. We're going to get everything we can uh, back. So that's the good news I'll leave you with. Mm -hmm. How much is a truckload of hand sanitizer? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually uh, looking at pallets of sanitizer yeah. uh, going yeah. forward. Yeah. Uh, the other, the other thing real quickly is if you wanted to look at your calendars, I think that it's safe to say we're still waiting on the garage door opener to be installed at Isle of Wight. But it's safe to say that you maybe by, let's say, the last week in August could schedule a ribbon cutting for the Isle of Wight uh, fire station if you wanted to try to go ahead and do that. Um, but you want to look at that Monday or Friday? Uh, I'm just, I mean. That would be the 24th or the 28th. What time? Whatever time, sir, y'all desire early nine, morning. Nine really done them, I think, at 10. 10. 9 o'clock. Nine, nine, nine's are early. Nine, nine, nine o'clock. <laughs> Let's do 10, Commissioners. Nine o'clock. <laughs> it's kind of a 10 o'clock. Nine o'clock. Yeah, it is. On the 28th? He, he must have somewhere to go. You want to do the <clears> 24th or 20, 28th on a Friday? Doesn't Friday. Matter. Friday. Friday. Which mm -hmm. one is that? That's the Isle of Wight. Isle of Wight. Yes, 28th. 9.30 then. <laughs> we won't be long. 9.30. Keep it around. <clears throat> huh? Keep it around number. Yeah, we won't be long. All right. Well, you all need right. to get out of there? We won't be long. Yeah. 10 o'clock. People relate. Mm -hmm. 10 o'clock. Thank you, sir. What road sir, is that's that all on? I have. I apologize for that. Oh, um, like going to Bucks Outboat? Yeah. Out of White Road. Mm -hmm. Like going by the um, right. the lake down there? Yeah. Is that all, sir? Uh, Thank you. Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. Uh, I hope for next mid-month meeting that we'll be able to go back and sell that other issue that we had the other day with the, uh, I call it the Bribe Bay Community Park. <laughs> it, it will be on the agenda, sir. We'll be able to go back and sell that yeah. that issue by then. It'll be on the agenda. And while we're talking, um, I took the liberty, you know, there's been some discussion all over the country about the um, uh, monuments, especially the Confederate monuments. There's been a little bit of uh, attention brought to that here in Liberty County, so I've asked our historical cultures committee to take that task on. Uh, Mr. Phil Oldham would chair that committee. He chairs that committee. And to that committee, I've added um, Ms. Sarah Hines, teacher from a history teacher from Liberty High School, and Ms. I think Rebecca Stanner, teacher from Bradwell, to also serve on that committee and bring us back <clears throat> some recommendations in the month of our, let's see, I think our mid-month meeting in August. I've asked that that's kind of their umbrella, so I have not given them any mandates. Kelly will give them, well, what's the word? Kelly, we're briefing with the state law. Legal overview. Legal overview, so they'll know what their um, ramifications are, what the, the, the boundaries are, then they'll bring back. So, Ms. Ms. Levitt, you'll be hearing from Phil Odom pretty soon about it. He said y'all hadn't been meeting, but he's going to do a, he's gonna, he's gonna, you, you'll meet before that time now. He's going to call a special meeting before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the deal to report mid month in August. Yeah, that's good. Uh, 
for July yesterday. Yeah, for July. Mm -hmm. The 16th. One of those months. Where it bounced right back. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. It's just a month. Oh, yes. All right. I'll forget it to the order. Uh, Mr. Chairman, um, one other thing. We, some of us had discussed an issue with you, and we would like to see when can we sit down and talk about it again. I'm blanking out. We'll talk about it after. Okay. Okay. I should do a little research on that today, so. Uh-oh, y'all got it. I don't know. Okay, we'll talk hey, offline. Hey. All right. We'll talk. Okay. All right. All right. Chair, take a motion to adjourn. So move. Second. All in favor. Uh -huh. Thank you. Good meeting. Good meeting. Good meeting.